Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, president of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious week in the state of Texas. A lot going on in the state of Texas. Have you heard that there's an election? Surely you have. But you know what? Maybe you haven't. All right, I'm not going to give you a hard time of it. Maybe just a little bit. But I guarantee you by the time this show is over, you're going to know for sure that there's an election and what to do about it. You know, if you're new to the show, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom, and particularly in the arenas of the courts, the legislature, and the media. And there's a lot that's been going on related to the issues that we work on, but so much of it is centered around what's happening with the elections. Because people get close to the November 6th, Tuesday election date, they talk about the issues that matter. And so, you know, hopefully you've had an opportunity to early vote, but if you didn't, Election Day is November 6th. And it's so interesting now that we've got two weeks of election early voting. A lot of people, the majority of people almost in some ways will early vote. And and that number used to be different. But you still have another chance. Okay, so don't worry. November 2nd, excuse me, 6th, November 6th, this coming Tuesday is Election Day. And there's a whole lot on the line. I mean, there's a major U.S. Senate race and there's our governor our lieutenant governor, all of our statewide offices, all the way down to Texas House, which is every two years, several Texas Senate seats, U.S. House, up for grabs, if you will. Many All those seats are voted on every two years. So a lot to be aware of. But we're going to talk a little bit about that because we got a great guest today. He's been on the show before, as a matter of fact. So I won't say he's new to the show because I think it's the second time he's been on because he's been spending a lot of time in Texas lately because I think he makes his residence here now in Texas. But Colonel Alan West formerly was a congress member from the state of Florida. Got a lot of great friends there. He's the third of fourth, four generations of military servicemen in his family during his 22-year career in the United States Army. Lieutenant Colonel West served in several combat zones, received many honors, including the Bronze Star, three Meritorious Service Medals, three Army Commendation Medals, one with Valor Device, and a Valoris Unit Award. In 1993, he was named the U.S. Army ROTC Instructor of the Year. He served in Congress in November tw- uh, 2010 was when he was elected. And he's now a the director of the Booker T. Washington Initiative at the Texas Public Fo- Policy Foundation, which has its offices and its building just uh, a block over across the street from the Texas Values Building. Lieutenant Colonel West, welcome back to the Texas Values Report. Good to be with you, Jonathan. How are you? I'm great. We won't talk about football just yet. I know you're a big fan of the Tennessee Volunteers. You're in Longhorn Uh, and Aggie country. I guess it sort of, there's some intersection since the Tennessee's in the SEC. I'm a UT guy, but nonetheless, let's talk about election issues. And I want to talk before we end our segment with you too as well about the new book that you have coming out called Hold Texas, Hold the Nation, Victory or Death. But you know a whole lot about the importance of elections. And now that you've been spending some time in Texas, I know you've been making your way around the state. Have you seen this much election activity and interest in voter turnout? I don't know that I've seen it quite this high in a while. No, and that's the interesting thing. Normally, midterm elections, they have very low turnout. And midterm elections really of those people that are, you know, political and policy, you know, junkies, and, and they understand the legislative machinations and what have you. But now, I mean, you see uh, the midterms being very popular because 
the progressive socialist left has really focused on image in this uh, midterm election. You see Representative O'Rourke, you see uh, Stacey Abrams running for governor down in Georgia, uh, Andrew Gillum running for uh, governor in Florida, uh, Alexandria Ocasio-Cortez. They still have the same horrible message, but what they're doing is they're trying to focus on a dislike of the president and elevate these, you know, charismatic voices. But they're still talking about wealth redistribution, open borders, abolishing ICE, and everything that is contrary to what we see that is good about our country. Look at the jobs report that just came out uh, today. Uh, this Friday, that goes back and looks at uh, our economy coming out of October. It was absolutely phenomenal. We see, you know, raised growth that we haven't seen in 10 years, 250,000 new jobs in the month of October. And uh, consumer confidence is, that I think, an 18-year high. But those aren't the things that are important to the left. What's important to the left is that they hate the president and everything that he tries to do. Uh, they're focused more so on his personality than the policies. No, that's a good point. And I'm going to hold up a picture of you for our Facebook Live fans that are watching right now. We are live in studio, and on the line with us is Lieutenant Colonel Alan West. Very distinguished military career, a very distinguished career when it comes to his service in Congress from the state of Florida. He now makes his home in Texas. Welcome home to Texas, I should say, or, or you know, welcome to Texas. I know you've been here a little bit. We love having you here and a part of the work that we're doing in our great state. You talked a little bit about the elections, the stakes, the, some of the polling numbers. You're heading up, and look, you're you're involved in some of these things already in Texas. You were appointed by Texas Lieutenant Governor Dan Patrick to the Texas Sunset Advisory Commission, but you also you got a book coming out. But you understand and appreciate the values of elections. You head up the Booker T. Washington Initiative at the Texas Public Policy Foundation. Let's talk just a little bit when it comes to why these job reports are so interesting as it relates to maybe demographics or communities that people don't think, uh, you know, support Republicans, the African-American communities, the Hispanic mm -hmm. communities. These job numbers are huge, if, if there's not a better word for me to use, as it relates to yeah. those communities and across the country for all. Well, when you think about Booker T. Washington, you know, the great American educator and orator who established Tuskegee Institute, which is now Tuskegee University there in Alabama, he had a, a three-point plan. He talked about education, entrepreneurship, and self-reliance. And too, uh, too, for too long, we have seen as a result of the failed great society programs and the war on poverty of Lyndon Baines Johnson that the minority communities have suffered. And really, I call it a 21st century economic plantation is what you see in many of these inner cities. High unemployment, we see the lack of good quality education, we see the decimation of the family. And again, these are all because of progressive socialist policy. So now here comes a person by the name of President Donald Trump, and in two years you have the lowest uh, black unemployment in history. You have the lowest Hispanic unemployment in history. In history? Uh, in history, you know, recorded <laughs> in history. In the United States. In, in two years. It's amazing. Yeah, in two years. And, and, you know, it goes back to what he said that he got a lot of criticism for this when he said in North Carolina, you know, what do you have to lose? And so, 
if you look at polling numbers, uh, President Trump is polling between 21 to 35 and 36 percent in the black community. And that's the dirty little secret that the left does not want to have out there. And that's why they are running these these faces, these images, you know, the, the Stacey Abrams or the Andrew Gillums to try to get people back on that economic plantation and get them back to being, you know, dependent upon them for their largesse. Think of the insidious uh, policy of universal basic income, where basically the, the left believes that we'll just give you free money. It's not about you wanting to go out and work hard, which is what Booker T. Washington espoused. Uh, when you look at how the students built Tuskegee uh, Institute, they didn't depend on anybody else to do it. They grew their own food, everything. And so it's that type of rugged, indomitable entrepreneurial, entrepreneurial spirit that we have to reinvigorate in those minority communities. And the policies of President Trump are enable that, enabling that to happen. Well, look, I mean, we see this graphic in this hashtag or whatever lately, right? Jobs, not mobs. I mean, and, yes. and for a lot of voters, it is about keeping, keeping it simple. A very simple message, right? The Make America Great Again message is a very simple message, but it makes sense. A lot of people get it. It's something that people can rally around, but you can't just say it. You got to prove it. And I think that's one of the things that's been so interesting with President Trump. You know, I've been to the White House a few times since he's taken office and been very encouraged by what I'm hearing and seeing. Is it possible to outwork this president? I mean, and look, and the reason I'm bringing this up is because there's been a lot of focus on the president. He's not on the ballot. But if you're going to try to focus on him, because some people are acting like he is on the ballot, but I don't think that's a winning strategy to to a certain extent to try to say, you know, Trump is on the ballot again, vote against Trump. You know, he's got some pretty good numbers and an impressive set of accomplishments in the short time that he's been president. Well, the thing is, President Trump, per se, uh, as as an individual, is not uh, on the ballot. But the policies of President Trump are on the ballot. And the policies of President Trump have yielded incredible results for the United States of America. Look, you know, Jonathan, when was the last time you even heard about ISIS? Okay, it's that type of thing that is happening. We don't have to worry about, you know, our national security. Our foreign policy is strong. The fact that, you know... We now have a president that is getting China to realize they can no longer steal our uh, our intellectual property. They can no longer force us to give up our you know technology, and he's bringing them to the table because guess what? Their economy is starting to suffer, and if their economy suffers, that means they can't have this incredible military expansionism that we see from the South China Sea all the way back over to East Africa. So these are good things that are happening. I just wish that we had people on the Republican side that would take a basic class in marketing 101 or communications 101, and they could express these things. And and prevent the left from going out there and, you know, using the same old tired talking points about Medicare for everybody and wealth redistribution and, you know, the tax cuts for the rich. Um, the, the left needs the, the mob. Uh, you know, they need to have the coercion, the fear, the intimidation, the threats. And if need be, the violence. When you think about what Hillary Clinton talked about, how they are now redefining what civility is. Civility is only when they're in power and they're in control. This is a very simple uh, choice that we can make here in the United States of America. And what I'm concerned about here in Texas is that the economic growth, the vibrancy that we have here, that you know, so many corporations and businesses are moving to Texas to be a part of, 
why would they want to bring their failed ideologies to a great state like the Lone Star State? That is absolutely right. We're talking with Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, who is the director of the Booker T. Washington Initiative at Texas Public Policy Foundation. He also is a senior fellow at the Media Research Center. He's the former executive director of the National Center for Policy Analysis in Dallas, makes his home in Dallas, distinguished military career, also served in Congress from Florida earlier in his career, in his life, if you will. But now you dedicate it and you're spending the majority of your time as you live in Texas on these issues. The election is hugely important. You served in Congress. The, you know, there's a lot of congressional seats that are going to be close. The U.S. Senate race is getting a lot of attention. There's no question about that. That race does matter. But then you got races all the way down the ballot. Governor, lieutenant governor, a lot of statewides, Texas House, Texas Senate, and all these court seats. You know, I was reminded, to your point about the, the way that government works, wealth distrib- redistribution. And we talked a little bit about how minority communities have been impacted some in, in better ways under Trump. So, and, and I'm not trying to throw a curveball at you, but we were over at the city of Austin building earlier this week, and the city of Austin is giving Planned Parenthood, the largest abortion pro- provider, a free ride, essentially, free rent, allowing them to rent a very valuable building, a government building, for $1 a year for 20 years, okay? If there was ever a sweetheart deal, that's a sweetheart deal if that fits the description. And here's what's even more interesting about it, Lieutenant Colonel West, is this is in East Austin. And look, I I have friends out in that area. I used to tutor kids out in that area. You know what's happened in that area? Property rates are through the roof. They're so high that that area that's traditionally Hispanic and African-American, those people that have been there from decades cannot afford to live there anymore. They're closing some of the schools down in that area because people aren't going to school there because they don't live in that area. It's not quite as residential. This is the same area in the community that Planned Parenthood says they're serving. And they're getting a sweetheart deal when those people can't even live in that area anymore. This is what we see happening in government. And that is a result of liberals getting elected and, and being serving these positions of public policy. Well, think about it and, and the hypocrisy thereof. Mm-hmm. When up here, up here in Dallas, Texas, where you had folks uh, chiming about how Robert E. Lee's statue had to come down because he was a white supremacist and a racist, but yet, you just mentioned what the government of the city of Austin did for Planned Parenthood. Planned Parenthood was founded by a white supremacist and a racist, Margaret Sanger. And uh, Margaret Sanger referred to people that looked like me as weeds and undesirables. And I believe that somewhere between 60 to 65 percent of the Planned Parenthood clinics across America are located in minority communities. So what does that tell you? But yet we have a government that does a sweetheart deal like that for Planned Parenthood. We have a a Congress in Washington, D.C. that, you know, last count, $568.7 million of taxpayer funds went to Planned Parenthood. So why is it that we have a government that is supporting an organization that was founded by a white supremacist and a racist that is wholeheartedly dedicated to doing one thing, murdering unborn children? To me, it, it just makes no sense whatsoever. Well, and so let's drill down on the elections. Election day is November 6th, not just in Texas, but all across the country. You know, a lot of people are making predictions. I've been saying for years, and I said it in a quote in an article this week, the only poll that really matters is the ballot box. But I do yes. think, uh, you know, some of the things that we expect, tell us what you expect to see happen at the federal level and to some extent here in Texas? 
Well, you know, anything that I say, it will be speculation because, you know, two years ago, right up to election night, folks were just ready to coronate Hillary Clinton. And look what happened. Mm-hmm. I think that the Republicans, in my basic assessment, the Republicans will do very well on the Senate side, maybe pick up four or five Senate seats. There are going to be some tough, uh, you know, races for them to hold on to in Nevada and also Arizona. But, you know, on the House side, where you see the Democrats trying to make some inroads, are, you know, they are expanding, you know, their progressive socialist hold in a lot of these uh, major population centers into the suburbs. And in expanding into the suburbs, what they're trying to do is go at congressional districts where Donald Trump won, but try to win over suburban uh, women especially. So it'll be interesting to see what happens in some of these suburban districts. Uh, Case in point, uh, look at uh, down in Houston with John Culberson. Uh, and then also with uh, Will Hurd, you know, here in uh, the south of San Antonio, down towards the border. But then there are three to four uh, congressional seats out in Southern California, Orange County, uh, namely, that also uh, we need to be looking at. And, and interestingly enough, you know, that'll be later on in the, in the day. We may not find out about that until, you know, the following morning. But that's what the Democrats are trying to make their inroads. And remember, they have to get 23 to 24 seats to win the House. But I will tell you that even if they do win the House, I think strategically the Democrats will lose because they will be so repulsive, so reprehensible in what they do in the House of Representatives. And you think about some of the people that will end up being chairman, that in two years the American people will, you know, usher them out and President Trump will get reelected. And then he has a possibility of doing another two, maybe three Supreme Court nominations. Yeah, there's a lot on the table for this election. I mean, and to your point, how things could move one way or another regarding some of these elections, but then also how it transfers to who's in leadership and the impact of uh, and how, what that could have in two years on the, the presidential race. And so it, there are many reasons that people can find to vote. And you really only need one, which is that you have the right to vote. Okay, there. And, mm-hmm. and look, we've got a great website, freevotersguide.com, that people can go to. It gets more traffic than any Voters Guide website in the state of Texas. We intend to continue to hold on to that title, if you will. So go to freevotersguide.com and you can see how the candidates are rated, find out information about them. And it goes all the way down on the ballot. I mean, as you know, you start electing people at the local level. Eventually, those people try to run for a higher seat and so on. Yeah. So it's really important for people to be mindful of those different things. And look, I've seen elections come down to four votes. I mean, you know, how mm-hmm. that happens. It does. Every yeah. vote counts. All right. So before we run out of time on the election, I want to let you talk a little bit about this book that you've got coming out that ties mm-hmm. into these issues. The book is called Hold Texas, Hold the Nation, Victory or Death. You talk about the longstanding conservative capitalist policies within our state government that allowed it to flourish over the years. Matter of fact, last report I saw is that for 13 straight years, we've been the best state for business. But your concern about these liberal and socialist ideologies that some people or businesses are trying to bring to Texas, lay the book out for us. Yeah, I mean, you basically hit it on on the head. Uh, I mean, the greatest export that is coming out of California is not walnuts, wine, or avocados. It is progressive socialism. You talk to people in Colorado, used to be a red state, now it's a blue state. You talk to people in Nevada, you talk to them in Arizona and New Mexico. And this trend is moving now toward uh, Texas. You know, when Governor Rick Perry was here and he was traveling across the country telling people to move here to Texas because of the economy and all the right policies 
policies and regulatory policies that they had, people took him up on that. And they came here from California, Illinois, New York, New Jersey, not just corporations and businesses, but individuals as well. And you see what is happening in Austin. And what is amazing to me is that people are coming here because of these good policies, but yet they are bringing the same ideology and the mentality from these failed, uh, these failed states. And so when you look at the major population centers here in Texas, Dallas, uh, Austin, San Antonio, Houston, El Paso, Corpus Christi, you know, they are without a doubt controlled by the left. Uh, the only major city that is not in a county is uh, Fort Worth and Tarrant County. So we have to be very concerned here in Texas because Texas is the largest red state in the uh, United States of America, 38 electoral votes. I think that after the next census, Texas will probably get an increase in electoral votes, which means an increase in congressional districts. This is a very interesting thing. When you hear people say they want to turn Texas blue, why would you want to turn Texas away from anything other than what it is, a, a success story? When you have the Texas State Board of Education having to have a special hearing about uh, referring, uh, using the word heroic in reference to the defenders of the Alamo, you should be concerned. When they want to change the, the name of the capital of the state of Texas from Austin to whatever, you should be concerned. But yet these Absolutely. are the things that are happening. These are the things that are happening. Well, we're talking with Lieutenant Colonel Alan West. I'm holding up a just a really nice picture of you, too, so people can see this on our <laughs> Facebook Live. It, I want to hit that real quick on the State Board of Education thing because I want people to understand, as soon as we get done with this election cycle next week, we're going to be all over you about the State Board of Education because the point you brought up about the Alamo issue, the State Board of Education has to come vote again. And Lieutenant Colonel Alan West, I'm not trying to put you on the spot, but you know, I'm just making a suggestion that if you showed up at a hearing at the State Board of Education, uh, whoever you want to represent, whether it's TPPF or yourself, I think it'd get a lot of attention and it would be tremendous because you've got that background. Cause, and here's why. Because they take two sets of votes. They, they voted in September, but they got to come back in November and vote again. And it's not just, as you know, it's not just that Alamo issue. There are certain issues related to how they teach economics, how they teach about our government, how they teach about our Christian heritage, that they had to secure and vote to keep that stuff in, if you will, and keep teaching in September. They're going to be challenged by that again. So just something to make note of. I'll make sure your staff's aware in a little bit more detail of our strategy going into that in November. But you're absolutely right. I mean, those things are incredibly important. And I just got to make this comment. One of the things they also voted on at the State Board of Education, and they were being encouraged to change, was to stop teaching our Texas students about William Travis's letter at the Alamo, one of the most famous letters, not in Texas, but even American history. The name of the building where they were taking these votes and having this hearing is the William B. Travis building. I mean, it's just, so, so you can name yeah. the building after it, but you can't teach about it in school. And so, look, these things are related to elections. We have an elected state board of education, people like Ken Mercer and others. That's why it's so important for people to get out and vote. Yeah, you know, the thing is, we don't have a system of education. We have a system of indoctrination. And one of the things that was so critical uh, that I included in my in the book, Hold Texas, Hold the Nation, Victor or Death, was Colonel William Barrett Travis's letter, uh, February 24th, 1836, from the Alamo. And that stand made at the Alamo is very important to me because I'm a graduate of the University of Tennessee, and, of course, our nickname, our moniker is the Volunteers. Amen and to that. And that moniker came from the – yeah, that, they came from the fact that we had people that left the great state and then came here to uh, stand 
with the Texians and uh, fight for liberty. And, of course, the students at the University of Tennessee, many of them left the uh, university and volunteered and joined the uh, the Army for the Me- in the Mexican War. So we have to teach these things. If we don't teach our past, we don't understand where we are in the present, we definitely will not be able to press on into the future. Well, so I think you told me off air you've got a book signing coming up pretty soon in Houston? Yes, uh, on November the 5th, uh, which is Election Eve from 4 to 8 p.m. at the Taste of Texas in Houston. I'll be there signing the book, Hold Texas, Hold the Nation, Victory or Death. And I tell you what, the Taste of Texas is good. And I'm not just saying that from a general perspective. I've eaten at that restaurant only once. And, and, and I'll tell that story later of what that was all about. But they serve some amazing food there as well. So make sure you get you get fed well and you get a nice meal. So that is from 4 to 8, Taste of Texas is on I-10 West. I know exactly where it is. It's right next to Papados and Papacitos. It's in the almost in the Katy area. It's at the intersection of Sam Houston Tollway, Beltway 8, and I-10 on the west side of Houston. The book is called Hold Texas, Hold the Nation, colon, Victory or Death. Lieutenant Colonel Allen West has been our guest today. Lieutenant Colonel West, thank you for coming on the Texas Values Report. Thank you so much, Johnson, and God bless you, and happy Thanksgiving. Yes, sir. That's right. Thanksgiving's coming close. We got to do a Thanksgiving special at some point. We just got a couple of minutes left. You know, I talked a little bit about what happened in Austin earlier this week. You got to know, Texas Values was there. Um, There was only one person to testify against the city of Austin with this sweetheart deal, letting Planned Parenthood rent a government building for $1 a year for 20 years while People are being forced out of that community, if you will, because of rising uh, tax and property rates. Planned Parenthood is getting a free ride, essentially. They're getting free rent while other people are suffering, and they say that they're trying to help people. I don't think that's helping anyone, and that's not even getting into the abortion issue. That's just from a government perspective and how they're playing favorites. We testified against it. We did Facebook Live after. One of the city council members, Jimmy Flanagan, uh, went on a rant about us and went completely in a different direction because he, I guess, was so upset that Nicole Hudgens would testify against something like this that he couldn't stay focused on the issue. He had to try to take our organization to task. So I want to put this up real quick. Freevotersguide.com is the website to get election information. Freevotersguide.com. I'm holding up here on our Facebook Live as we do Facebook Live simultaneously with our in-studio audio So, look, I'm about out of time. These are just more reasons why you should invest in our work. Go to TXValues.org. TXValues.org. Make a tax-deductible donation today. We need your financial support. Look, I've had enough, okay? I'm tired of being nice about it. You want to know why we're losing on some of these issues? It's because people do not understand that you have got to invest in the work we're doing. You want to make a difference? Look, I don't know how much money some of these candidates are raising and some of these liberal organizations are getting hundreds of thousands of millions of dollars. We're being outspent, people. I'm sorry. It does come down to the to the economics sometimes. You have got to write a check. You have got to donate online. You got to put your money out there if you want us to make a difference. That's the only way we can use the resources we have, put good people in place and do this kind of work in order to be successful and to compete you got to put some skin in the game. Do it right now at txvalues.org. And we'll talk to you next week on the Texas Values Report.